Welcome back to another episode of the Conscious Man Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Lenahan, and in today's episode, I want to talk about what I've learned from losing my father one year ago. And it was one year ago to the day of this release date, May 11th, 2022. And I want to put a disclaimer that this is in no way advice for how you should grieve. I am in no position to tell anyone how they should grieve or how to deal with death. Rather, this episode is me explaining my experience, the lessons that I've learned, and how my perspective on life and death has changed since losing my father at the age of 22. I'll give you a brief heads up that this episode is going to get very deep, and I'm going to do my best to try not to get emotional. And if you're an emotional person, and you're in a place that maybe you shouldn't get emotional, like maybe say you're at work or you're driving, then maybe right now isn't the best time to listen to this. So I'm going to start with a brief backstory, who my dad was, what happened, and what I learned from it. So my dad's name was Robert Lenahan, also known as Birdie. If he was here right now, he'd be gritting his teeth at me putting his nickname out into the world like this. He wasn't the biggest fan of it. My dad lived a very honest life. He grew up in the tiny community of New Ross, and at the age of 24, he landed a job at the local Michelin tire plant, where he worked his entire career. He met my mother through a friend from work, and that eventually led to how I came into the story. My father was a very respected man due to his work ethic and humble nature. He was a tough son of a bitch to work with, but he made sure the job got done and he rarely ever complained. He had the cringiest, driest sense of humor out of anyone you could ever meet, and a laugh that I'll never forget. On April 28th, 2022, I was away on a work training trip, and I was hanging out in my hotel room when I got a text from my mom. Dad's sick. My entire life, I've seen my dad get sick once and that was him laying on the couch for one afternoon with a head cold that's it so after i got this text i started to worry and i walked up to this mirror in the room i looked myself in the eye in this mirror and i had this weird movie like play out in my head and it was that dad was supposed to die and that he would pass on the torch type of deal immediately i freaked out and i'm not religious but i do believe in god I immediately went to the bed, dropped to my knees, and prayed to God. Please, Lord, please, God, no, 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 Dad cannot die. He's too young, it's too soon. No, this can't happen. And I even wrote it in my journal that night. I wrote, I had the deepest revelation last night, and I had some sickening thoughts about Dad passing away and passing over the torch type of deal. I hate this thought because I still feel like I haven't created the relationship that I want with Dad. I hope this was just a wake-up call. Please, Lord, spare my father and family good health. I do realize, though, that death is a real factor in this lifetime, and sooner or later it's going to happen. Time to stop wasting precious time. And this all seems so surreal to me, but it almost seemed like I knew that it was going to happen. So he went to the hospital, and he was pretty sick, but he's expected to be released in a few days, which turned into a week and then into the next week. Until one Wednesday morning, when I was at work, my uncle, who was my dad's best friend, 
came up to me and pulled me aside and told me that he just passed away. I can still remember that broken look that he had on his face as he told me, as he was trying to stay strong for me. And as soon as he told me, my whole world flipped upside down in that moment and it has never been the same since. He drove me to the hospital to meet with my family. Everyone was a wreck, and I was trying my hardest to hold it together to stay strong for my mom. She's the strongest person that I know, and seeing her devastated like that was very painful. When the doctor said that he was ready, that we could go in to see him, I was the first person. And I know people say to remember the happy moments and try not to think of how they looked when they were sick or dead, but his lifeless face is an image that I don't think I'll ever be able to forget. After a few minutes alone with him, I went out and got mom. And I hope that this is the hardest thing that I ever have to experience. And that was bringing in my mom to show her her dead husband, and then bringing in my nanny to show her her dead son. I'm really not sure how I held it together that day, or how I found the strength to be there for them. I was the first and the last person to see him in that room. And before I left, I held his hand and I said, Dad, I'm going to make you fucking proud. Later that day, after spending time with the family, I wrote in my journal. Worst day in the history of the world. I don't even know where to begin. I know that if you're reading this, the date will be drilled into your head like concrete. I'm still in shock and utter disbelief. I'm at the point where I think I'm so emotionally drained that I can't even feel anything or cry. This is real. Dad's gone. The family is in so much pain. Mom is destroyed. She is the strongest person I know. But even she is devastated and broken, obviously. It feels like he was here to toughen us up, teach us what we needed to learn, and get us to a point where we're strong enough to take the reins. What does a guy write about after he loses his old man? How about I just say this? I love you more than words, Dad. I know none of us expressed it enough, but everyone knew. I love you. So, I told you it was going to get a little emotional, so sorry. Dad's death was the biggest turning point in my life. Pre-tragedy, I was entitled, scared of my own shadow, and took everything in my life for granted. Post-tragedy, I've morphed into a new person. More responsible, more grateful, and more loving to the people and things in my life. One of my favorite all-time quotes is by Eckhart Tolle, and he said, Even within the seemingly most unacceptable and painful situation is concealed a deeper good, and within every disaster is contained the seed of grace. Oddly, It was dad's death that finally gave me permission to live. It just so happened that the worst moment in my life turned out to be the most transformational. So, as terrible and as backwards as it sounds, dad's death was the worst, best thing that has ever happened in my life. And I hate saying that because I feel like it makes me sound like an awful person. But to me, my dad is still with me. I still hold room for him in my heart and in my memories and he comes with me everywhere I go. Whenever I'm dealing with something difficult, I often feel into my heart and ask my dad for guidance. Many people know me to be a deeply spiritual person, and that would be true to say that. 
and to me, my dad would be the opposite of that. However, one time I asked dad, you know, what do you think happens after we die? And his response blew me away, because it was identical to my belief. He told me that he thinks to our deepest core, we are simply made up of spirit, some form of energy, and that when we die, we simply return to what we truly are, and our spirits live on forever. And when he told me this, I was like, wait, what? I couldn't believe it, but I thought it was really cool. And that belief is one thing that has really allowed me to accept his passing. It is mostly only in our Western culture that death is viewed as a loss. In many other cultures in the world, death is viewed as a returning back to our source. Or instead of passing away, they walk on, implying the continuation of a journey rather than an end point. Author Mark Manson said, Death scares us. And because it scares us, we avoid thinking about it, talking about it, sometimes even acknowledging it, even when it's happening to someone close to us. Yet, in a bizarre, backwards way, death is the light by which the shadow of all of life's meaning is measured. So the biggest lesson that I've learned is not to live in constant fear of death. While death is bad, it is inevitable. The two attributes that all humans share are the experience of being born and the fact that we all eventually die. This is why I got the phrase memento mori tattooed on my wrist, which literally means remember that you must die. We should try not to avoid this realization, but embrace it the best that we can so we can appreciate the life that we're given. The finiteness of life should motivate us to get out of bed each morning, to pursue something wonderful and to laugh at and enjoy what stands in front of us, both the good and the bad. The next lesson that I've learned is to enjoy every moment to the best of my ability. The quality of attention of what we're doing is so important. Psychiatrist Viktor Frankl said that everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. To choose one's own way. We get to choose how we feel about something, even in stupid everyday tasks. So why not choose to enjoy it? Because the truth is, none of us know how much time we have left in this lifetime. Taking that fact to heart can allow us to not suffer so much in the present moment over stupid, trivial things. Like for example, you're driving down the road and you come up to a car that is driving a little slow. And you become irritated. You want to pass, but the road is too windy, so you wait. And then you finally reach a spot in the road where you can pass. But there's a car coming the other way, in the opposite direction. So you have to stay in this lane, behind the slowpoke, for even longer. Now your blood is really boiling, and you're ready to run this jerk off the road. Be honest, how often do you get like this? I know, certainly I have. And I can guarantee you that my dad did almost every time he got behind the wheel. But if you really accept the fact of death, that sort of thing like road rage won't happen if you're constantly reminded of the shortness of life. If you are aware that you are going to die, and that that guy ahead of you is going to die, and you are both going to lose everyone you love, and you don't know when, and you have this moment of life, We are healthy enough to be driving this car in the first place. The sun is shining, or maybe it's even raining. 
both are beautiful. You have friends that are alive. You have family that is alive. You are alive. And so is this guy driving ahead of you. They are going through life on this earth just like you are. And if you could step into their head for a minute, you'd probably realize that they have a lot of the same issues and problems that you do. But you hate this person because they're driving slow. This is your life. The only one you've got. And you'll never get this moment again. And you don't know how many more moments you will have. No matter how many times you do something, there will always be a day when you do it for the last time. You have so many opportunities to tell the people dearest to you that you love them and to really show them that so they feel it and so that you feel it, but you've missed most of them and you don't know how many more opportunities that you'll get. This present moment right now provides you with the only opportunity to fall in love with existence, to shift your outlook on life from negative to positive, to make every moment magical and to enjoy it, even in the midst of struggle, even under uncertainty. Whatever you do, however seemingly ordinary, you can choose to feel the preciousness of life, and the awareness of death is the one thing that allows you to really step into that way of being. Because for beauty, you have to suffer, and to live, you have to die. And one of the only ways to become comfortable with death is to understand and see yourself as bigger than yourself. To find a meaning in your life that stretches your values and allows you to be a good person and contribute to some greater purpose. This is what people go to church for, fight in wars for, and invent new technology for. The sense of being a part of some larger entity than you. And when someone you love dies, celebrate and honor the life that they had. Be grateful that you are still alive and live in the present moment while you can. Talk about this person. Let their memory live on. Don't be afraid to cry. And just know that they wouldn't want you to be stuck in life mourning them. They would want you to live out the rest of your years happily. And when it's your time to go, you may be reunited with them. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It certainly was a difficult one to create, but I'm glad that I did. If you got anything from this episode, please leave me a five-star review so that I can get these messages out to more people who may need them. Thank you so much for listening. As always, get out there and be your own hero. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.